Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome everybody to Film Attack, which is a non-spoiler review podcast on the Film Effect Network. I am your host, Ed Snyder, and I hope everyone is having a beautiful morning, evening, afternoon, or late night. Whatever time of day you're listening, I hope everything's well. Before we get into today's minor review, I wanted to let you guys know that you can check out previous episodes of Film Attack or the Film Effect podcast itself on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Breaker, and wherever else you enjoy your favorite shows. You can also follow us along on both Facebook and Instagram at The Film Effect Podcast. And we're also now on Twitter at Film Effect Pod. And if you guys have any questions, comments, or requests, our email is thefilmeffectpodcast at gmail.com. And if you guys can, five-star reviews or ratings also help. They always help with the algorithm and help the show get known. It just helps get us out there, you know. You know, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to reach out to the masses. Every listen, every review counts. So if you guys have the time, you know, if not, no biggie. Maybe next time. But if you got the, if you got a couple seconds, hit that five star or drop a little quick review. Whatever suffices you. And uh yeah, I'd be sincerely appreciative. So thank you kindly in advance for that if you are doing so. Uh so yeah. Today's film, this is a good one. So this offbeat piece of cinematic work came from out of nowhere, and now it seems like everyone's talking about it, and regardless of what they say, because the majority of the reviews are either negative or on the fence, I personally found this to be one of the best, if not the best, indie genre films of the last decade. Bold statement, yes, but I've now watched it two and a half times since Tuesday night, and now I'm going to lay down a Film Attack non-spoiler review for you. So that being said, this is my take on Psycho Goreman. Many moons ago, a nameless evil was imprisoned in a place far beyond reach. Hurry up! If he were ever to be released, it would spell certain doom for all existence. Is that fear I smell? Your planet will be torn to pieces, and I will Mimi, take your look. screams as I rip. Is this yours? Be? Uh, oh my God! The gem of Paraxidike. Whoever wields it is able to command me. Go over there and wait for us to come back in the morning. You will suffer an eternity for this. Bye. Mom, Dad, I want you to meet Psycho Gorman. Or PG for short. I will bathe in your blood. Don't worry. Be worried. Slow down! He's gonna kill everybody. Not unless I tell him to. What did you three maniacs get up to? Um, this is getting a little weird. This sick game must come to an end. She will enslave the galaxy into endless servitude. Kill him! The ultimate evil has awoken. 
got in town. And his name? Psycho Gorman. It was nice meeting you. It would be nicer if you were dead. Alright, bye. Let's see what IMDB says it's about, and then I will let you guys know what it's about in my words. So according to IMDB, Psycho Goreman is about, after unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. I mean, yes and no. That's... Alright, so... Yeah, brother-sister... That's exactly what this film is. We're actually introduced to them right away. Uh, brother and sister, um, Mimi and Luke, and uh, played by... Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. And so they start the film out playing this game they made up called Crazy Ball. And really, after they're done playing it, the, the, the plot conveniently sets it up so that they unearth this gem. And the first thing I thought about when I saw this gem pop up was, huh, it looks just like the gin from Wishmaster. But, um, yeah, it's glowing purple. Uh, Mimi takes it, and we eventually find out this is, this basically wakes up this warrior creature being from another dimension. Uh, his name is Psycho Goreman. Well, no. His name is actually Archduke of Nightmares, which I think is the most badass name in the world. So, no. Mimi does not like the Archduke of Nightmares, so she calls him Psycho Goreman, or PG for short. And the film basically is her controlling it, you know. They have a little warehouse for him to hide out in, so like there's nothing, doesn't no one raises any eyebrows. So they got a hideout for him, and basically... They play with him and they make him do things he doesn't want to because he's used to just destroying planets and killing people. He's just, he's a warrior. Just seeing this girl and this creature just bounce back and forth off of each other. It's uh, its one of my favorite elements of this movie, actually. See, I don't want to get into it just yet because I got pros and cons I'm going to talk about. But... Why am I talking about this film and not something else that's maybe more known? Really, this is the fucking... This movie caught me by surprise. And if you know me, it's something that catches me by surprise like the way this film did. And I'm, I'm, I like talking about stuff like that. I want people to know, hey, you have to check this film out. And it's a pretty good goddamn reason why this film has been talked about, like I mentioned before, and on every platform and podcast and YouTube channel. There's so many YouTube videos on this now. In the last couple weeks, it just came out of nowhere. Um, Red Letter Media, actually Rich Evans from Red Letter Media, has a very minor role in this film. A uh, voice role, but still, I noticed it right away what it was. Um... So that's how I first heard about it, it was Red Letter Media. I think there was one of their half-in-the-bags were talking about it. And then, I think we watched a movie. Those guys were talking about it. I know the thing of Two Heads. Um, I know uh, Sean and Christopher were talking about it on their last episode because Sean, Sean had seen it. And uh, he was kind of on the fence. And then he kind of, I don't know, he, he, he kind of didn't like the film. But, um, and, and one thing I've, I've noticed about every review that I've read is this girl, they don't like Mimi. <laughs> now, 
let me just get Mimi out of the way right now. I like Mimi. I like this character a lot. In fact, I think Mimi is probably, the, besides obviously Psycho Gorman himself, I think she's the, the best thing about this movie, especially that um, chemistry between her and Gorman. It's, uh, it's random. It's weird because, yeah, she has these weird, like, crazy, excuse me, she has these moments in the film where the script makes her out to be this just weird villain-like character, and she gets really over the top in a couple of scenes, and um, honestly, I had no problems with it, and I can see why people did, and I understand why she's getting this flood of what feels like hate, but it's really not. It's just criticism, really, and everyone's entitled to their opinions. I mean, every film, it's films are just, films are subjective, and like I said, everyone's got their opinions, and that's fair. This is mine. I think Mimi is one of the best things about this movie, especially when she's on screen with Psycho Warman himself. Um, when she with the scenes that involve her and her brother. Yeah, they're they're not the strongest. They're not the best scenes because it's just throwaway stuff to get to, you know, the good stuff. Which the, the let me just say, Psycho Gorman is in this film a lot, and my biggest problem was well, not my biggest problem. My biggest fear going into this film because it happens a lot with movies that are really hyped up like this is I'll get into it. And I'll think for the first 10, 15 minutes, yeah, this is great, just like everyone said. But then that joke gets tiresome. And then the film just, I get bored with it most of the time. Nine times out of ten, I'm usually getting bored. That's why I'm not really, I don't know. I, I love supporting indie, you know, and especially the hard community. The majority of the hard community is via indie projects like this. And I support it. I watch it. You know, when I have the money, I, you know, Kickstarters and Patreons and stuff like that. I, I am a huge supporter, DIY, all that stuff. I'm all about it. But it doesn't mean it's not always the best. <laughs> Just being blunt, I'm, I'm all about supporting. But it, it, I don't know, indie stuff like this, it just doesn't get to me. It, it does, it, I guess. It doesn't reach me the way it reaches other people. So my pros and cons on this film. Um, I'll start with the cons. Let's do that. Start with the bad first. Um, not all the jokes and gags in this film are winners. Uh, the script isn't perfect. It's a good script, but it's far from perfect. There are plot holes. There are things that... There are subplots that go nowhere, really. Or they go places that are just underwhelming in the end and left me unsatisfied. Not a lot, but there are a couple. Uh, there is some amateurish cinematography at times in this movie that I definitely noticed. There's some fo there's focusing issues that were overlooked or maybe they were intentional. There's a random shot of just a kid running towards the two lead characters as they're walking to school in the beginning. And then he just runs past them and out of the camera frame. And it's like, what was that? Why did we follow this kid for a couple seconds only for him to run out of the camera? And that's it. He's just 
he's just a background character that the camera focuses on. It's weird. It was a weird decision. I don't know what what was up with that. Um, without spoilers, there's a brain character. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, he's if you've seen the, the poster for this film, he's actually on the poster. Um, too much. It's too much for me. <laughs> Uh, and then the father character doesn't quite know what it wants to be. Um, and when I say this, you'll know what I mean exactly after watching this movie. Uh, you think it's one thing, but then it's something else. And then sometimes I'm having, a, then it got to the point where I was having a hard time understanding if he was being serious or he was fucking with us or which one was it, you know? Um, so yeah, those are the cons. Uh, and then the pros. The humor never fell apart on me. Like I was I was trying to say earlier, the, 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 the humor is actually spread throughout and I, it kept me laughing throughout. By the end of this movie, I still wanted more. I wasn't ready to hit the off button and shit. I was just, it, it really got me. It got me good. I was really surprised at how much I actually enjoyed this movie. Um... Which leads me to number two, random humor. I love random humor so much, and this movie is full of random humor. Some of the most random shit I've seen in a long time came out of this movie. Uh, Then there's replay value, which I kind of touched on earlier. Uh, I've seen this two and a half times since renting it Tuesday evening. Um, Yeah. Uh, Excellent effects. And I also have in parentheses in my notes here, intentionally fake designs. What I mean by that, some of the costumes in this movie, um, especially like the drawn angel type character, it's all white. It looks like it's made of some like rubbery foam material. And it's quite obvious. And I think that's what they were going for. That's why I put intentionally fake because this film doesn't look too polished up. I tip my hat for that because... It would have felt out of place having like a polished like Guardians of the Galaxy looking movie with this humor. Like I, I don't know. Like this movie overall was, and that's another thing about this movie that I'm so surprised that I'm a big fan of it as I am because it's one step away from being a trauma film in, in a couple of scenes. It felt that way, and I, I've mentioned on the show before where it's just like I'm at a point in my life where it's just. I've seen everything that needs to be seen. I'm tired of horror trying to outdo itself and one-up every other movie. It's like, guys, I think we're all on the same page here. I think in 2021, horror genre fans can agree on one thing. It's that we just want something different and stop trying to compete with one another and giving us things that we've basically seen before. I don't know how many more creative ways one can kill another person and, and you know especially with you know this new generation of genre fans over the last decade that have come out of the woodwork that are doing their own thing and that's great you know i'm i'm loving these young filmmakers like your ari asters and um <laughs> i put myself on the spot i can't think of anybody else he just comes to mind because he's brilliant um but yeah you, you just just give us something different. We want something fresh. That's that's what we want. Psycho Goreman is kind of different. It's kind of fresh, but it's not really horror per se. Um, and then I have one here. Psycho Goreman himself. 
And then I put in quotes, the Archduke of Nightmares, because that is the most badass nickname ever. Uh, the Mimi character, uh, pacing. I think this movie, for, for it to take me to the end without having to look at my clock or get tired or have to turn my phone on at any point. Nope. Both times I've watched it, I've just breezed right on, just zipped right on through it. No issues. The pacing is well put. There is, and then I have one here, the phantasm scene. No spoilers, but there is a sick phantasm reference in this movie. There's also an E.T. reference, or actually a couple if you think about it. But there's a phantasm reference in this movie that is just so good. I actually went, hey, I know that, you know, when I was watching it. Um, And then the story. This is, whoever the hell thought of this fucking story, this concept is just... It's pretty crazy, but um, I, I like it a lot. <clears throat> it's different. It doesn't overcomplicate itself. Uh, we get an opening narration scroll kind of explaining what's going on. And then the movie just is what it is, <laughs> really. It's 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 bizarre, but not in a bad way. It's This is good stuff. This really is. And then I have... And then I'm mixed on one thing here. This film includes a musical number about midway through and once this turned itself into a musical the first time I actually had it in my cons but then after rewatching it again and then starting to watch it again this morning I'm kind of mixed on it I didn't feel as bad about it the second time around as as I did the first so I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag for me. I'm, I'm on the fence with it. Either way, maybe the next time I watch it, I'll hate it again. Who knows? But for now, it's 50-50. <clears throat> so yeah, just uh, touch on the cast and crew real quick before I wrap this up. So we got Nita Josie Hanna, who plays Mimi, and then we got Owen Meyer, Meyer who plays Luke. Um, they're child actors. They're... I looked up their profiles. They don't really have much of filmographies because they're just up and coming young. I actually watched a couple of YouTube interviews uh, with uh, Nita, who plays Han- who plays Mimi, and every interview I watched, there was two of them. I watched the whole one, entire one, because I just wanted to get a feel for how this girl was in real life. Because her character in this movie, like I said, she's kind of she's different, <laughs> but to some people she's much to me I had no problems with her I think she was one of the strong points of this film like I love the chemistry between her and Psycho Gore man um and I didn't have any I really didn't have issues with her little crazy outburst moments where she gets over the top and it's like but that's what I, I don't know she's supposed to be like a 10 year old that's what 10 year olds do you know that's my defense for her um and then Really, it's Rich Evans, like I mentioned before, from Red Letter Media. Red Letter Media uh, pops up, but everyone else in this, um, Psycho Goreman, he's played by Matthew Nienaber, and he's voiced by Stephen Vla- Laos. Uh, he does the voice of him. But I don't know why they had a voice actor for Psycho Goreman because his voice is kind of like it's definitely like I don't know. It's 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 been messed with. I've I don't know. Maybe there's a reason for it. Um, but I'm not personally familiar with either of the characters who portrayed him, uh, whether it was his physical form or his voice. 
I do know one thing, though. It was written, produced, and directed by Stephen Kostansky. And he did Leprechaun Returns from a couple years back. And Leprechaun Returns is definitely the best Leprechaun sequel. But overall, I wasn't mad at it. It was a pretty good movie. It had a couple fucking great scenes, actually. I'm not going to lie. And he did a film called The Void with with another uh, another guy. Uh, Jeremy uh, Gillespie, I believe, is the... Uh, his partner on that film, um, which I've never seen, The Void. So if, if anyone's listening who's seen The Void, if it's good, hit me up, the Film Effect Podcast, and uh, let me know. So in closing, yes, I definitely implore you to go check this out when it becomes available. Right now you can watch it on VOD. I rented it myself for six ninety nine on YouTube the other night. And so you can check it out that way. I believe you can own it for twenty, or was it was it ten or fifty? I don't know. You can own it as well. The Blu-ray comes out this Tuesday on March sixteenth. That's when the Blu-ray release will be uh, become available. I'll be picking up my copy for sure. And then it's also co-produced by Shutter, so it is a Shutter movie, which means in May. This will become available now. I don't know if it becomes available next month, but someone someone told me May, so I'm going with that. It makes sense. Just give it a couple months to make some money off the uh, digital and physical media department, and then uh, let Shutter have its way with it. So it's going to put a bow on this review overall. Before we get out of here, I want to let everyone know that they can check out previous episodes of the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Breaker, and wherever else you enjoy your favorite shows. We're on Instagram and Facebook at The Film Effect Podcast, both platforms, same name. And we're on Twitter at Film Effect Pod. And also, The Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com is our email. If you need emails for anything, that's it. Um, and yeah, just let me give you an update as well. So, it's been a crazy week, and... Supposed to have the birdcage up on Monday. Well, it is now Thursday, and there is still no birdcage episode. I posted on Facebook that I hit a little snafu, which I did, and I ended up losing the file. So I had to go and re record it, and I was going to re record yesterday. I even think I made a post where I was like, I'm going to put this down and hit the record button. Well, I got about five minutes into recording it, and my throat was just killing me. And I feel much better today. Obviously, I'm knocking this out for you guys. So you have something to listen to this week. Damn. Because I really got to start editing heat. Um, But the birdcage. I'm going to try and record it today. Which means there's a 50-50 shot. It'll be released tomorrow. Being Friday. Um, I really hate hyping something and then not delivering it. My promise to you is there will be a birdcage episode. If I have to work through the weekend to get it done, it will get done. But there will be a birdcage episode, and there will be a heat episode, which was recorded two weeks ago. No, which was recorded last week anyway. I just need to edit that one. So there's definitely going to be a heat coming up this Monday. That's 100% coming, no questions asked. It's been recorded. 
Gotta edit it down. It's a long one, guys. It's gonna be probably a little bit over three hours. Just like the movie itself. It's gonna be an epic saga. <laughs> and I'm joined by my best friend and my cinematic partner, Kid Schmoove, Sean Elliott himself, will be joining me for that episode. And it's a good one. I keep on saying that. It's it's kind of my job to hype up stuff and say, oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a fucking good one. What do the cool kids say? This is my jam. That's going to be you guys after Monday. Referring to the Heat episode. It's going to be your fucking jam, guys. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Um, but yeah, I'm just got to fight through and get this goddamn Broadgate episode done. Because I love the movie, and I hate that I'm actually doing this to this movie, because it is such a fucking good movie. Even going back and rewatching it for uh, my notes and stuff for the episode, it was just... Fuck yeah. Um, can't wait to do it. So pissed that I lost the fucking stuff for the last episode, but uh, yeah, we'll get it fixed. We'll take care of it. So yeah, till next time, everyone take care of one another. Stay safe, be smart, mask up. I will catch you guys on the flip side. Alright guys, take care.